With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. My name is Josh, and I am joined by my friend, my co-host, Alex, for another game preview. And Alex, so far, heading into seven weeks of football, these game previews are still very enjoyable to do because our team has a very nice winning record, sitting at 5-1, and one, second in the NFC East can the goddamn Philadelphia Eagles lose a freaking game so we can slide into first? I don't know. We'll have to see after this week. But the Giants have their own matchup to worry about, which they're once again underdogs, which we can get into that a little bit if we want. But somehow they're underdogs in this game. So Vegas still riding them off, uh, you know, or, or t- writing them out, if you want to say. Alex, let's be underdogs. I'm fine. Let's embrace the mentality. Let's just get another win. But yes. This is the Giants versus Jaguars preview. Uh, They're playing in Jacksonville this weekend. It's going to be hot. (laughs) They are going to have to stay cool, the Giants players, um, and stay hot on the field with their performances. (laughs) If anyone got that pun there. But uh, (laughs) Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm excited for, um, you know, I'm excited for this weekend, man, and seeing hopefully another win uh, going to six and one. The Jaguars, I think, are an interesting team. They're a hot and cold team. 
um, you know, depending on the week, depending on the day, depending on the down, uh, sometimes even for them. They got a nice up-and-coming quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, who I think's taken quite a big step this year, uh, which a lot of people aren't really talking about. And they've definitely got a better coaching staff uh, now that Urban Meyer is gone. Uh, and, you know, a lot of these teams, it's like playing Alabama every week. It's crazy, but uh, uh, certainly a funny uh, story there with Urban Meyer. I believe he's on television now, right? Hey, Josh, have you seen him? I believe he's doing college football, like uh, like Big Noon. Uh, like, Kickoff? Yeah. Live? I think so. Isn't he on there? I forget what he's doing now. I saw him somewhere. I was like, oh my God, it's Urban Meyer. No, on, I mean, I know he's on Fox. I just don't know if he does Big Noon Kickoff Live. Yeah, I thought he did Big... I don't know. Well, anyway, uh, he's no longer a coach, which is... Yeah, uh, you're right. The, big Noon Kickoff. Thing. Yeah, I saw him the other... A couple weeks ago. Um, but interesting uh, choice that they had in the offseason going with Doug Peterson, former Eagles head coach. I think it's worked out well for them um, to have kind of a guy with experience coming in rather than a first time head coach uh, for the young Trevor Lawrence. I, I think this is going to be an interesting matchup. They have a decent defense, uh, kind of a spotty defense at time. Uh, at times, the Giants have a spotty offense uh, and the Giants have a pretty good defense. And I think this offense is pretty explosive. Uh, you know, they've got guys like Agnew, uh, who, you know, doesn't play every down, but he's certainly explosive, you know, ETN, Robinson, uh, and then obviously Christian Kirk and guys like him, Zay Jones, uh, in the receiving roles as well. So certainly a lot of talent on Jacksonville. Can they put it all together against the Giants? That'll be, uh, well, we'll have to wait and see, but certainly excited for this week. And, um, I do want to touch on the underdog thing real quick. I do think it's fair that the Giants are underdog in this game, to be honest. Because I think the Giants, they're wreck. Okay, I, I'm I'm a Giants <laughs> fan, right? So I, you know, there's nothing in the world I would defend this team to the death. But this team is not as good as its record shows, uh, and I think that's pretty obvious to most people. Um, hopefully, if you kind of look outside your fandom bubble, but uh, you know, I, I still back this team to win against Jacksonville, but I wouldn't necessarily say we're favorites either. So I think. Uh, where the bookies have it is about right. Maybe it's a little bit in Jacksonville favor, a little bit too much, maybe, you know, minus one type thing or plus one. I don't even know how betting works, to be honest. I'm not 18 yet, so I don't really know. Um, so, you know, that doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Continue, Josh. Yeah, Alex, um, you're going through all the Jacksonville stars and you miss one key guy that I think is super important, not mm. only on the Jaguars, but our personal lives as well. Do you know who that is after I say that? Evan Ingram, man. Love that nope. guy. No? <laughs> no. Oh, but- <laughs> oh uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Yeah, there you go. Went but to no, our high school. Yeah. yeah, so Josh Allen uh, did go to our high school, and obviously the, uh, we wanted him to go to the Giants. They ended up picking another pretty solid guy, and that was Andrew Thomas, right? That draft, 2019? Oh, am I wrong? Nope, Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes and oh, uh, Dexter Lawrence and all those guys, yeah. Uh, okay, well... Uh, we don't need Fun. to get into that. I would have taken the Josh Allen talk, but basically <laughs> we, we are, we, we are who we are right now, but no, Evan Ingram was also a good shout out there, but um, yeah, uh, Evan Ingram, former New York giant known for dropping a lot of passes. Hopefully you can have some, uh, some nice today. tip picks for us this weekend. I think hopefully I was going to say today, but yeah, uh, when they play them on Sunday or I did say today, but Evan Ingram. Yeah. Fun. Um, are you ready? Let's, let's get into this. Start out with the preview. Uh, talking about Don Wink Martindale on the defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence uh, playing so many snaps the past few weeks around 97% said quote 
If you have a Rolls Royce, wouldn't you want it to drive? Wouldn't you want to drive it everywhere? Um, posing the question to the beat reporters. Uh, that's a great way to kind of address your star on the defensive line. And Alex, we mentioned it in our recap episode. Dexter Lawrence, if he only gets a half a sack, I believe, he matches it. And then maybe one more sack, like a full sack, in order for him to kind of set his own single, his career single season sack uh, mark record, whatever you want to call it. Um, so already in week seven, uh, Dexter Lawrence is to that point of dominance. We'll have to see what happens with Leonard Williams, uh, how many snaps he'll get this game, because obviously, like you mentioned in that recap episode, the reason probably Dexter Lawrence is set up so big is because Leonard Williams has been out. With Leonard Williams back, will it be the same amount of dominance uh, from Leonard Williams? I would, ass- or from Dexter Lawrence, I would assume yes to be the answer and just hopefully we add on another piece by getting Leonard Williams uh, there for the team. Anyway, let's move on now. Unless Alex, you have something to say on that? No, I don't, I don't have anything to say. I mean, he's a big guy and playing that many snaps is certainly impressive. You look at a guy like Jordan Davis on the Eagles, uh, who's, you know, of similar size, you know, just recency bias of thinking about him. There's concerns that he wasn't going to play a lot of snaps. He's playing around 50%, I believe. Uh, And so for a guy like Dexter Lawrence to be playing in the nineties, uh, in snap counts for multiple weeks now. Um, it's certainly something that I think the Giants are going to have to rotate him in and out a little bit. Also, to be fair, uh, a lot of that time, there was no Kayvon Thibodeau. There was no Aziz Ojolari. There was no Leonard Williams. So that also has to be taken into account with the high snap numbers. And it looks like this weekend, we'll have all four of those guys. Uh, hopefully, going into that, we'll talk about the injury report in a little bit. Um, Xavier McKinney uh, has not missed a defensive snap since week three of last season, uh, the longest active NFL streak, uh, active streak in the NFL, excuse me, at 1,297 straight snaps. Uh, we'll see if that continues this weekend. Wondell Robinson only played 23% of the snaps against the Ravens. Josh and I were kind of guessing in the recap, like 30, 40%, you know, definitely not 50. It was actually even lower at 23% of snaps. What's that number going to be like this week? Um, I'm going to guess probably closer to 50, maybe 55, something like that. Josh, do you have a, a estimate for that kind of number? Uh, you know, the Giants, uh, obviously, it seems are a little bit slow with injuries. They're not rushing to bring anyone back. I would assume that his number doesn't go much higher than 50% this weekend. I'm honestly, Alex, I don't even want to take predictions. Um, You're I not don't a Twitter doctor? I <laughs> love talking about the Twitter doctor stuff. I, I'm just, I don't want to be that... Um, I don't want to be that guy who does predictions, but I also don't want to be that guy that's boring and is like, oh, I don't want to do predictions. I just want to see Wondell Robinson out on the field more. Um, I just think he brings a positive energy uh, and he's ready, even as a rookie in the NFL, to make a mark on this team uh, with guys down, with Shepard out for the season and Tony and Galladay also out the, again this week, most likely. Um, Wondell Robinson now getting closer and closer to that 100% healthy point I think he's ready to go out on the field and be that Giants number one wide receiver while these guys are down. So no percentage. I'm just hoping he plays more snaps and he just plays consistently well like he did last week when he you know, was given the opportunity. Yeah, and fun Wandell Robinson stat. He has more touchdowns in one game than Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galladay have had all of last season and all of this season so far. So fun stat right there for anyone uh, who's interested in fun stats. Uh, did you another- already talk about Xavier McKinney? I did talk about Xavier okay, McKinney, Iron Man for the Giants. Um, and 
other Iron Man, Wink Martindale, <laughs> has blitzed 62% of the time. Uh, and that was in their defensive snaps against the Ravens. Uh, a little fun stat here going forward towards looking forward towards Jacksonville. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is the sixth best QB against the Blitz. Uh, so could it be a day that we see less Blitz from the New York Giants as Trevor Lawrence handles it quite well? Jones, Daniel Jones, by the way, is third against the Blitz. So uh, another interesting stat there for Jones. And another weapon for Jones, uh, who he's been working with for the past couple of weeks, Marcus Johnson, uh, is going to be added or was added to the active roster. Uh, even with that move, they still have one more spot open on their 53-man roster. Will they add someone? Will they not? We'll have to wait and see. And additionally, the team also signed offensive tackle Corey Cunningham, a blast from the past, more like blast from a few weeks ago, and tight end uh, Lawrence Cager to their practice squad. Uh, so a couple things there. Josh, do you want to start talking a little bit about injuries before we get into the actual injury reports? Yeah, yeah, we could talk about injuries. Um, do we? We haven't talked about the signing yet, which we can also just. I knock just out. talked about the signing. You're not listening to me, Josh. Marcus Johnson. I'm, I'm not, not listening, listening to you. I guess. You're not listening to me, man. It's 10 p.m. on a Thursday. We have school tomorrow. I'm tired, man. It's been a long day. Not a, um, unacceptable. Don't don't give me that. I mean, if you're not going to listen man. to me, the people on the pot who are listening to the podcast certainly aren't going to listen. You to haven't listened to me either <laughs> many true. times. Let's be honest here, Alex. <laughs> I mean, Alex sometimes while I'm going will stand up out of his chair and start chasing around flies in his room. No, I'm just, that's true. <laughs> I did that last year. Yeah, did you ask? That, that was a big nasty one. Don't you remember? There was like a bee in my attic. Yeah, it was it was terrifying. Anyway. I don't remember that. That was like a joke, but okay. No, that was true. <laughs> All right, let's go in the entry report. <laughs> Starting off on Wednesday, the 19th of October, the did not practices were cornerback Cordell Flott with a calf injury, wide receiver Kenny Galladay with a knee injury, defensive back Jason Pinnock with an ankle injury, wide receiver Kadarius Tony with a hamstring injury, and outside linebacker O'Shane Zimenez with a quad. Like I mentioned earlier, Galladay and Tony, I would say really, really close to definites for out again this week. Um, Jordan Ronan actually wrote an article recently, I think today actually, when we're recording this on Thursday, about Kadarius Tony's injury. He talked with him a little bit. Tony says he's just waiting to see how his body feels, um, and he's hoping to get on the field sooner than later or something like that. Um, Ronan mentioned how the Giants are hoping to see him back within the next couple of weeks. Uh, he's already starting to work on his rehab, doing some sprints up and down the field. So maybe you can see him in the following week of this game uh, where the Giants are going to be facing off against, the, I want to say the Seahawks, right? Geno Smith and the Seahawks uh, in a couple weeks. That'll be the next matchup where you could see Kadarius Tony. We'll see. Anyway, the limiteds on Wednesday were Saquon Barkley with a shoulder injury, center John Feliciano with a groin injury, outside linebacker Azizo Jolari with a calf injury, and offensive tackle Andrew Thomas with an elbow injury. And then Thursday's uh, list, the did not practices, Cordell Flott again, Kenny Galladay again, Xavier McKinney, which wasn't injury related. Maybe it was rest. I don't know for sure. Uh, Pinnock again, Kadarius Tony again, O'Shane Zimenez once again. The limiteds. Saquon Barkley again, John Feliciano once again, Ezekiel Jolari returning for a second day straight, and Andrew Thomas with an elbow injury again. <laughs> All right, Alex, let's go to our NFL picks, and then we'll circle back and do what we do best, uh, give our game predictions as well as our players to watch. So I'll give it to you, starting off with the NFL picks. 
All right, NFL pick time. The Saints and Cardinals are playing as we speak. Um, I believe the Cardinals are up 28-14. The predictions obviously were made before then, but it doesn't really matter. We picked the same team. We both picked the Saints. Doesn't look so good for either of us there. Um, what do we got next? Browns and Ravens. Um, the Browns uh, obviously lost big against the Patriots. I'm going back to my old self and just talking random stuff about random teams. Um, but we both have um, the Ravens in this one. Buccaneers, Panthers, we both have the Bucks. Bengals, Falcons, we both have the Bengals. Cowboys, Lions, I have the Cowboys. Josh has the Lions. Uh, Dak Prescott is back this week. Packers uh, and Commanders, we both have the Packers. Titans and Colts could be an interesting one. We both have the Titans, and Josh will take us to our 4 o'clock window. I will indeed take it over from here. Don't worry, I got it, hopefully. We have the Texans and Raiders starting it off there. We both have the Raiders winning this one. The Jets and Broncos. Uh, Alex, you have the Jets. I have the Denver Broncos. Chiefs versus 49ers. We both have the Chiefs. Chargers, Seahawks. Alex, the Chargers. I have the Seahawks. Steelers, Dolphins. Alex has the Dolphins. I have the Steelers. And Monday Night Football. Bears versus Patriots. We both Probably have the, the worst Monday Night Football game ever. Um, will be the season. Yeah. (laughs) Well, actually probably one of the games the Broncos has been in Alex. Let's see. Was I not listening to you once again? Did you reveal the records from last week? I don't think you did. I did not reveal the records. We were both Ah. dreadful once again. Yeah. So Alex, you won though. If if we were going against each other, eight and five and I went seven and six still into week seven, trying to catch getting, you know, less than five losses in the win column. We'll have to see how it goes after this week. We have mostly the similar matchups or similar teams we picked to win besides a couple. So they'll probably be really close. Um, all right, let's go to our players to watch. I guess I'll start because I brought it up. Dexter Lawrence, sexy Dexy. We mentioned him earlier. I'm already talking about it. I want him to set that sack record for himself. Give him more confidence than he already has. So Dexter Lawrence, my Giants player to watch. Over to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Josh Allen, the hometown kid, uh, you know, from our town, played for the high school for junior year and senior year. We weren't there to watch it, obviously. Of course, we were in middle school. You know, it would have sucked if I knew that Josh Allen was going to be in the NFL. But um, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Josh Allen there. Ha- I do also believe he leads the amount of sacks on that Jaguars defensive line, which doesn't surprise me at all. I think he has two on the year. Not 100% sure on that. But I know he leads the Jaguars in sacks. So that is my player to watch for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Josh Allen. On the other side of Josh Allen, by the way, don't forget about rookie first overall pick, uh, Trayvon Walker uh, from the 2022 NFL Draft. Keep an eye on him. He had a big day. Uh, I believe it was a couple weeks ago, had a couple sacks. So definitely watch out for him as well. Probably going up against rookie Evan Neal. Uh, So pick one against pick seven uh, for all of you draft fans. Um, for the Giants, I have Wandell Robinson. Uh, we talked about how he's probably going to have an increased snap usage this week, um, see increased targets, etc. Um, with you know the receivers we're talking about, you know Tony Galladay, Shepard, obviously after the season, he's going to need to step up big. Uh, he stepped up big in some crucial moments last week. Is he going to be able to do that again? He's my key player for the Giants. And then for the Jaguars, the revenge game. Evan Ingram, um, he's actually been not bad for the Jaguars, apparently, according to Jaguars fans, um, and he hasn't been, you know, fumbling constantly and, you know, giving up interceptions and tip picks and all that, so 
We'll see what he does. Uh, I'm sure he's got a little grudge against the Giants, uh, a little uh, a little chip on his shoulder, as people like to say. So I wouldn't be surprised uh, if he has a big game. He's going to be someone who's looking to prove himself uh, in front of the traveling Giants fans uh, and to the Giants fans watching on TV saying, hey, you shouldn't have uh, doubted me. I still think we doubted him correctly, but we'll wait and see uh, what happens with him. Now going to our game predictions. Uh, these are the big ones here. Uh, we have not been right directly, uh, you know, correct score at least this season. Hopefully that changes today uh, because we both have, oh, I'm spoiling it because we both have Giants wins. I have the Giants winning 21-20, a close one. Um, and I think the Giants get three touchdowns and they get it done. Yeah, Alex, like I said earlier, I mean, they're playing in Jacksonville, Florida, nice sunny Florida. It's going to be 70s. It's going to be sunny. And Giants are going to throw the ball. I think Danny Dimes will be given a chance in this one. If you remember, Alex, last week, it was heavy, heavy runs. Um, I, I don't, I mean, I, I I guess Daniel Jones did sling it. Uh, he did get key first downs from time to time. Uh, but I hope that they he gets some deep throws off if his wide receivers get separation. It's also a wide receivers issue. It's not all about Danny, Daniel Jones. It's that his wide receivers are just not getting open. They're not creating separation at all because he doesn't have top-tier talent on the field. Uh, but hopefully Wanda Robinson can do that for him. I want to see some deep balls. I want to see some Giants touchdowns. 27-20. Giants win this one. Alex you got a little bit of a closer matchup. I have a one touchdown win uh, for the New York Giants separating the two teams. Before we wrap this one up, uh, I did want to bring up a you know fellow New York team uh, in the New York Jets. Elijah Moore, wide receiver for them, second round pick the same year Kadarius Toney uh, was taken by the New York Giants, has officially requested a trade from the New York Jets. And the Giants have been talked about a little bit as a potential destination I just wanted to, you know, kind of see your mind on this. I have my opinion. I'll let you go first. What would you, would you want to trade for him? Would you trade for him? What would you trade for him? Uh, what kind of value would you be willing to part ways with for Elijah Moore? Um, just your quick thoughts on that before I talk about it. Yeah. So um, Elijah Moore obviously hasn't been too big uh, of a target for the Jets. I mean, he, time to time, he's had some pretty great performances for them, but overall just a average to above average wide receiver. Alex, I would say that I don't even know if the Giants have the salary. Is he still on his rookie deal? I would assume so. Yeah, so the rookie deal. So that's the only reason why the Giants could possibly afford possibly. him. So I would say no. I think in this new regime, if I'm going to guess, I don't think Joe Shane would be going after Elijah Moore, especially with all the wide receivers they do have on the like on their stat, like in their locker room. There are a lot of wide receivers on paper. It's just that there's injuries preventing them from playing. Uh, I don't think they would go after Elijah Moore if they did. Um, and personally, I don't want him. But if they did, it would have to be some pick. I don't think you're throwing a player in there. Uh, what pick had to be in the later rounds? Um, I don't see you going more than a third at the highest. Yeah. Um, so there, there you go. That's my my say. Um, I would say, yeah, a late third, early fourth is about the highest I'm going pick value-wise. Um, Player-wise, I know this was brought up by someone on Twitter. I forget who now. Uh, brought up the possibility of trading directly Kadarius Tony for Elijah Moore. I would be open to that because Kadarius Tony can't stay on the field. I think Kadarius Tony, when healthy, is a better player than Elijah Moore. Um, but the keywords when healthy and actually on the field, and Elijah Moore is consistently on the field, which I think is very valuable for any team. So, uh, yeah, you know, high, a uh, uh, very, very late day two pick 
or an early day three pick would be the highest I would give up for Elijah Moore uh, or someone like um, Kadarius Tony, possibly. But I don't think the Giants are really in the market to trade him. That's just my sense about that. Josh, I'll let you take it away uh, with the outro. Yeah, well, Alex, I before we do that, I just think it's the if the Jets have any sort of uh, intelligence level, they would not trade for Kadarius Tony. I mean, yes, you can just think about the development and the oh well, if he's on the field, we're going to get so much better value by trading away Elijah Moore. I think it's an easy decision for the Jets if the Giants were off. Like, it's a great thing on on Twitter. Like, yeah, great thing to tweet out. Let's trade Kadarius Tony for Elijah Moore. All the Giants fans are going to like that one up and comment great things. But actually, GM to GM, I don't know why the Jets in their right mind would accept that trade. It's just a stupid deal on their side because when Kadarius Tony does not play, um, then it, it, Jets fans are going to be absolutely pissed off about it. And it's an if it's so it's an when he doesn't play and it's an if he does play it's if he does play he'll be better than Elijah Moore but when he doesn't play <laughs> then it's just going to be a bad situation for their team um, so that's what I have to say there before wrapping it up yeah so a pretty short episode today but a few things you could do to help us out um, you can follow us on social media Twitter at the giant take pod on Twitter and TikTok. Instagram and Facebook, the giant take podcast, Alex on Twitter at a 23. I'm on Twitter at Josh solo 29 subscribe, the giant take podcast on Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever you listen, you can also go to, you can also go to ship slash the giant take check out a bunch of places where you can listen to the podcast. If you didn't hear me, it's all good. That stuff, that information will be in the podcast notes. Alex, feel free whenever you're ready to wrap this one up. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of the Giant Take Podcast, and we'll see you all next time, hopefully after the Giants' sixth win of the season. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.